Our scripture reading for today comes from Exodus chapter 3. So far in this book, we have learned a lot about a man, a character by the name of Moses, how he got his name and where he is from. And while he is centered in a lot of the stories, we cannot forget that his individual story, like all of ours, is a part of a a much larger one, that of God and the people of Israel. My friend Amos summarizes Exodus like this. Exodus is about the Israelites' journey from slavery to liberation, one that includes 10 rounds of negotiation with their enslaver, a just-in-time escape through walls of water, four decades, give or take, of travel through wilderness that seems to be ever-expanding. Along the way, the Israelites will, at various times, organize protests to undermine their leader, Moses, and covertly construct a golden calf to worship when Moses isn't looking. Over time, God's promise of a land to call their own will begin to sound hollow. On occasion, they will submit official requests to turn back and return to Egypt, where at least they knew the rules. Water didn't hide in rocks, and hope remained small enough to manage, to plan for, and also to dismiss when God takes too long to respond. But... Amos concludes, hope cannot be managed. Hope waits. Hope is a long game. A game that I would add that none of us have to play alone. So with that, let us turn to our Bible passage for today. Now, since this story is so good, I am going to need some volunteers to help me embody and act out this passage. I put some plants in there. I know I have a on good authority that maybe Owen and Beckett are going to help me. Um, Can I get some other volunteers? Even if you're up in the balcony, you can come on down. We'll wait for you. Yep, come on down. We can use all the actors and actresses that we can get. Now, if you would like to play the role of Moses, you can come stand over with me. If you would like to play God, stand with Drew. (laughs) Choose your choice and choose wisely, my friends. Awesome. Thank you for coming up and helping. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to read the passage. Drew and I are going to read this passage, okay? So you're deciding, are you acting as Moses or are you acting as God? (laughs) Choose your choice. Okay, we got Moses over here. Are you going to be God? God? God. Okay, yes. With conviction. Okay, so stand with Drew. So when I read the words, I'm going to be reading for God. That's when you're acting out the role of God. Drew is going to be reading out the motions or the actions of Moses. That's when we act for Moses. You guys got it? Okay. Anyone else? And Okay, come on. Julia. No, let's go. Oh, we've even got costumes. <laughs> Apparently God has pink ears. Okay, come right over here. Okay, stand up front. Okay, ready. Friends, hear now a reading from Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. Watch the word of God come alive right before your very eyes. Wait, am I Moses or are you Moses? 
Oh, and John's here. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame, out of fire, out of a bush. He looked and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. <laughs> then Moses said, y'all got to act these out. Okay, then Moses said, I must turn aside and look, turn aside, turn aside, turn aside and to see God, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. (laughs) When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Okay. Then he said, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Drew. Then he said, come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet. Remove the sandals from your feet. Go. (laughs) Sandals off. Go. (laughs) Yes, shoes are off. Fine. Great. Okay, good. For the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the God of your father. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. Wait, wait, wait. The God of Isaac, I said. <laughs> and the God of Jacob. <laughs> okay. And Moses hid his face. Hide your face. For he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry cry, on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings. And I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to, the, to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk <laughs> and honey, <laughs> to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? (laughs) That I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. God said, I will be with you. And this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. Beloved, this is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. <laughs> All right. Good job. Let's give our readers and actors a round of applause. I like how still God is when God is speaking to God's people. I like how soft the little lammies are. And especially I like Jacob, our ancestor Jacob. 
Beloved, this fall we at First Pres are learning about a subject that I think that should be taught in every school, at every grade, in every time and place. It is one of the most important skills that you will ever need to know. And I'm not talking about math or science, but rather how to talk to each other. Now, if you are young, chances are that you're already pretty good at this. But if you are an adult, now that is a whole different story. For some reason, the older you get, the harder it is to talk to people that you don't know, or people who don't hang out in the same places as you, or sit at the same lunch table as you, or even think the same way as you. Now, if this is the kind of thing we should be talking about in school, then why are we talking about it at church? Well, the answer is simple. As people of faith, we believe that we are children of God, that we belong to God. But as we see in the Bible, God never meant for that belonging just to go up and down and down and up. No, whether we are looking at the Old or the New Testament, in creation or in community, God always meant for belonging to go this way as well. God made us to belong to each other. And so this fall, we are exploring what it means, by asking, what it means to belong to each other by asking questions of each other. On week one, we started with the most basic question of all. What is your name? The following week, we asked a more complicated question. Where are you from? Today, we go a step further by asking, what are you listening to? Now, I know that, we, that when we think about listening, we usually think about the kind of listening that we do with our, our ears, right? But that is just one type of listening. Because if the hope or the goal of listening is to take in information, to assess, to learn, or to, or to grow, well, then the truth is, is that we all listen with more than just our ears. We listen with our eyes and our hands and our feet and our entire being. We listen to make sense of our surroundings, to help us decide what we should do and maybe what we shouldn't do. We listen to survive. Even plants and animals do this. Plants use their roots to listen for movement and vibration to help them find water. Insects listen with the tiny hairs on their backs. Snakes listen through their skin. As for humans, well, we spend over half of our waking hours listening whether at school or at home, in the car or at church, on our phones or on TV, in books or podcasts or news shows or conversation. So maybe the more appropriate question might be, what aren't we listening to, right? The amount of information we take in on a daily basis has become so intense that our brains have to use filters to process it all. One such filter is called confirmation bias. Instead of looking for or receiving new information, our brains gravitate towards information that confirm what we already know or believe. Instead of listening to survive, we have started filtering to survive. But that does beg the question, if we are only hearing what we want to hear, 
Are we even listening at all? Exodus would say no. Just look at our passage for today. In it, we see Moses just minding his own business. He is perfectly happy just shepherding his father-in-law's flock by himself in some remote area. In that regard, Moses is not only not listening, he's not even willing to have a conversation. That is until he stumbles upon a non-burning, burning bush that has the ability to talk and happens to know his name. Now, if that were me, if I were in the wilderness and I saw a bush that was on fire but not burning, and I heard that bush audibly call my name, do you know what I would do? I would run. I would run fast and I would run hard in the opposite direction. Why? Because my confirmation bias tells me that blazing bushes are supposed to burn and shrubbery isn't supposed to talk. But what does Moses do? He turns towards the blazing bush, and when it calls his name, he just answers, here I am, like his mom is calling him down for dinner or something. And then when the bush tells him to take off his shoes and get even closer, what does he do? Exactly that. Now keep in mind, just because this is a Bible story, that doesn't mean this kind of thing is normal. Even for Moses, everything he is seeing and hearing does not make any sense. But instead of running away or tuning it out, Moses humbles himself before the unknown. He turns towards it. He listens to it. He is curious and asks questions like, who am I that I should believe this? Who are you that I should trust you? Who do I say sent me? What if the Israelites don't believe me? Are you sure you got the right guy? And then even after all of that, Moses listens to the point of hearing. He hears to the point of trusting. And then he trusts the point of doing. He goes against his better judgment and his confirmation bias. He returns home to Egypt. He confronts his people's oppressor. And then he leads them out of slavery. Even in the midst of his fear and his disbelief, his insecurity and his doubt, Moses listens it's crazy, right? But here's the real plot twist. If we look even closer at this passage, not only do we see how Moses listens to God, we see how God listens to us. You see, as it turns out, the craziest part of this story isn't that it has a burning bush that speaks, but a compassionate God that listens. A God willing to get close enough to hear the cries of God's people and small enough to convince some lowly shepherd that he is the one that God has chosen to deliver God's people. He is the one that God will use to do the impossible. 
When all is said and done, Exodus 3 doesn't really help us figure out what or who we should be listening to in a world full of noise. No, what it does do is remind us that ours is a God who first listens. Ours is a God who tunes his ear towards the cries of those who suffer. Ours is a God who turns her gaze towards the pain of those who are oppressed. And then, after all that listening, and that is a lot of listening, then trust that ours is a God who speaks. Sometimes in ways that we least expect or can hardly believe. Sometimes with a word that shatters everything we thought we knew to be true. Sometimes with a specific challenge for us to step it up or lean in. But when God speaks, it always comes with the same assurance that God gave to Moses so many years ago. I will be with you. I will be with you. I will be with you. So maybe the question we should really be asking each other isn't what are you listening to, but rather, are you listening at all? Are you willing to go outside your regularly scheduled programming? Are you willing to take off your sandals in the presence of burning bushes? Are you willing to respond when God calls your name? Are you willing to listen to God and to each other the way that God is listening to you? If your answer is yes, good. Then your homework this week is a little bit different. Instead of asking someone this question, your homework this week is to go find yourself a burning bush. Seek out a new voice, maybe even a challenging voice, and then listen to it. Ask questions of it, and maybe even utter the same little prayer we opened our time with today. Speak, Lord, for we, your servants, are listening.